here and welcome to Motive in the Mountains. We have Megan, Adam, and Holly with us again this week. And we are going to discuss Ernesto Miranda and the Kelsey Barreth case, since we didn't do one last week. And then we'll also maybe just have another like crime-related topic that we talk about also. So I'm going to let you two battle between which case y'all want to start with and why. Go ahead. Battle. Um, I plead the fifth. Does that mean you want to start with Ernesto Miranda? Nope, that's all I got to say about it. I plead the fifth. Um, I don't know. Can you give us a brief summary? The Miranda rights came from him. I do remember that. But give us like a brief summary of why he went to jail. So Ernesto Miranda was arrested for like the kidnapping and rape of Lois Ann Jameson. And her only description of the person was a 20-something-year-old Mexican. And... They uh, and then she thought that she saw the car that took her and then it happened to be registered to uh, Miranda. And that's pretty much how he got implicated. She wasn't even able to pick him out of like a photo lineup, but um, he ended up confessing and his lawyer after was like, um, he didn't know his rights. He didn't know a lawyer could be there. He didn't know he, he didn't have to talk. That's, did he confess because he was coerced into confessing or did he actually do it and he confessed? I mean, I guess we don't know for sure. Gotcha. He was found guilty twice, but they didn't have like DNA or anything. So because I mean, it was the 60s. Right. The only like hard evidence was his confession, right? They said that they had a ton of evidence, but it was hard to find anything related to that case and not just his appeal that created the Miranda rights. So I wasn't able to find exactly what they had. But even without his confession, he was still found guilty during his second trial. So they had to have maybe had something. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't feel like I have much to say. I thought it was interesting to find out where the Miranda rights came from. I thought it was super strange that he like, I guess he enjoyed becoming a celebrity out of it with writing his signature on the little cards and handing them out. And I thought it was very ironic and kind of funny that the guy who didn't you say he got off the guy who murdered him ended up like not, did he go to jail or he didn't go to jail? Cause he said something about the Miranda rights. So he, he did like, not go to jail because he did like choose to not speak to the police. So he like invoked his Miranda rights and they didn't have any other evidence on him. So he never went to jail and nobody else was ever charged. Gotcha. It is kind of ironic that the Miranda rights came about because of him, but then the person who killed him used it uh, to their advantage. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit. But also interesting that like the Kitty Genovese case and his case were like in the same. They're both in the 60s. So it's just like a whole nother thing that's like we always thought it was just always a thing. Wasn't always a thing, but they came about around the same time. I didn't realize all these things were somebody's name either. Yeah, I didn't either. And what's funny is I do remember listening to this episode and be like, okay, what's it going to be about? And then right before you said it was about the Miranda rights, I was like, oh my gosh, his name's Miranda. And I was like, it's the, how did I not guess it was the Miranda rights by looking at the title of the episode? And it was like mind blown type thing. But, yeah, I didn't know these things were named after people. 
Wasn't there something else that came about in the episode with the other case? Yeah, that one was, what was his name? Escobedo, maybe? That one was um, just like having a lawyer present, like during questioning and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Because that's something that you almost would think would be automatically right as well. So, interesting. But the cops in that case were like, nope, you can't talk to him. We haven't charged him yet. Be patient. And like wouldn't let the guy see his client. So that's pretty nuts because that obviously would not happen nowadays. Do you have anything else to add about Ernesto? All right. So let's move on to this week's case, which was Patrick Frazee and Kelsey Barreth. I want to know what y'all's thoughts are about Crystal. Do you think she was involved more than they she said she was? Was Crystal the one in Idaho? Yes. Oh, I think she's backcrap crazy. Please elaborate. I just think she was the jealous type and she planned the whole thing. So you think she found out about Kelsey and just wanted her out of the picture? Yep. And wanted her all to himself. Do you think that she framed Patrick when she realized that she was going to end up going to jail and then she changed the story around and framed him? Or do you think he was actually involved? Um, well... Did he ever actually confess or did they just go off of her testimony? I'm pretty sure he did not confess. Hold up. I feel like I feel like for listeners, I don't know if people have listened to this case, but I feel like we need like a quick summary. Holly is the queen of synopsis. (laughs) Synopsis. Sometimes people listen to episodes out of order. No, I know. It just it's just funny that you can we get a quick synopsis? I want to recap. Recap, please. <laughs> okay, so Kelsey Barrett was engaged to Patrick Frazee. They had a one-year-old daughter, Kaylee, together. They did not live together, though, so that was kind of weird um, in mine and our co-host's opinion. And she goes missing. Nobody's heard from her since, like, a few days after Thanksgiving. Uh, police are led to... A woman in Idaho after they track Kelsey's phone there and they find out that she's been having an affair with Patrick and she at first claims she doesn't know him. But then she's like, I want a plea deal and then I'll tell you what happened. So she gets it and she basically is like, he tried to get me to kill her three times. I couldn't go through with it. So he finally did it himself and he just called me to come clean it up and her body was like in a tote and we burned it. Right. So I had a couple of theories One, well, she was an accomplice either way, which I don't understand why she, I know she had a plea deal, but wasn't the plea deal that she was going to get off easy for tampering evidence? Was she ever charged with being an accomplice to murder as she was? So I think the plea deal was that she would only be charged with evidence tampering. So she could not be charged with anything else. So I can only imagine she'd be like, I want immunity. And they're like, no, but we can give you three years for evidence tampering. She's like, okay. Okay, because I, I, I missed that part. I thought it was super ridiculous that she wasn't charged with being an accomplice to murder. But I guess that makes sense. I feel like there still could have been other charges against her, though. Like, I feel like, well, I guess if they believed her story that it was all his plan. I mean, why wasn't she charged with attempted murder for the three times that she went to supposedly attempt to murder her. And then she chickened out. Like, I feel like they could have still char- That was a confession. They still could have charged her with 
attempted murder. And they just like were like, slap on the wrist, here's 18 months. But I think that's because that was her plea deal. Like, I can only be charged with this. You cannot charge me with anything else. And that's what they agreed to. I can't believe that they agreed to that. But without well, her no. testimony, like, they didn't have anything else. So they, they couldn't go back at, on her or his cell phone records and look at the text, text messages sent. Can't they? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if they were texting anything incriminating or... I mean, they were having an affair, but... Allegedly. Allegedly. They were definitely having an affair. There's no really reason for her to be there at all if they weren't having an affair. I, I think both people were involved, but I do think she was playing a little bit more innocent because, like you all said during the episode... That's a long, long, long way to drive. You have a lot of time to think. I feel like if I was that scared he was going to kill me, I'd rather stay, didn't you say, 12 hours away? Yeah. And, like, that's what I'm saying. She easily could, she didn't know exactly what the mess was, but she could only assume, considering she brought bleach, but if she had just been like, no, I'm not coming to clean up your mess, he would have had to have done it himself because he's not going to go 12 hours to her to drag her back down there and make her clean it up. And I think she knew very well what the mess was because for weeks he had been trying to tell her to kill her. So I I feel like she definitely knew. I feel like she definitely wanted her dead. But like you were saying, I don't think she, I think she just, I do think her conscience finally got to her because the police didn't have that much and she led them to the blood and they had already been in the house maybe they would have eventually found it but if she really i feel like she would have waited it out so i feel like she was involved but maybe she started to grow a conscience at some point yeah i feel like there's different like different theories that went through my head like the first one if you're gonna believe everything she said that she was innocent but just like brainwashed by her love for him or whatever you want to sum it up to be why she went along with it for so long and didn't just turn him into the police. She could have just turned him into the police when she found out his plan and stopped the whole thing from happening. But which makes me like she's just as guilty as him. Who knows? But or she was crazy, like Adam said, and she's actually the one who did it all and is just really actually kind of even though she seems kind of ditzy in love like actually kind of smart and turn the finger around on him to get herself out scot-free she's covering up her own dirty job i mean the blood was still in his house though right oh, the, was at her house. yeah the blood was all in her house oh it was her house yeah it was her house where she was killed and that in everything yeah it was kelsey's house Oh, I forgot they didn't live together. That's so weird. Which that I totally actually, I actually kind of got that. Because if you believe Crystal's story, he, like you said this on the podcast, he probably didn't want them living together because he was hooking up with Crystal. So he was having a double life, if you believe that story. So that's probably why they didn't live together. I just, well, that part's believable, but like she said, it's weird that the girl would go along with it. And honestly, I forgot that they didn't live together. So now I can hop on y'all's theory a little bit more. Either one of them could have done it because 
I forgot they didn't. I was thinking, well, it's all in his house. He had to be there when she did it. But I forgot they lived separately. But also, he's a shady character for not wanting to live with her in the first place when you have a whole family. So I think both of them were equally involved. Because in your theory of Crystal being crazy, how involved is Patrick in this? That's what I don't. That's what I don't know, and I kind of wish we had more information on his testimony and what he admitted to and what he said. Um, or maybe he plead the fifth, pled the fifth, plead the fifth, whatever. Plead. Pleaded the fifth. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I wish I knew his testimony so I knew how involved he was. I feel like we would know more. Like, did he admit to it and be like, "Yeah, Crystal's telling the truth," or? Was he like, no, dog, like, she's crazy. This woman was obsessed with me and murdered my fiance. Like, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother, that gives him the benefit of the doubt. But we just, I feel like we just don't know that. So she called him, like, right after she dumped the phone. So you would, okay, but- I'm saying you would think that she's like, hey, the deed is done. Like, you told me. To drop the to dump the phone, I dump the phone. Well, that's something that's convenient to support her story, or she just conveniently called him to cover up to support her story. You see what I'm saying? Is that a call that they recorded was answered though? Because you can tell the difference between like a missed call and an answered call, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure so that they talked. So in that case, at first she said she didn't even know him, but they're talking. If they're talking that close to the murder, he had to have some idea of something going on, whereas he was saying he didn't know where his wife was at all. So do we think that he um, actually asked her to kill Kelsey all those other times? Or do you think that those were her own doing? I don't know. I honestly feel like the story was so far-fetched. Like, I feel like if he really wanted her dead, like she's saying, he planned this whole thing, he wanted her dead. Why did he wait months and for her to fail three times and chicken out three times before he finally did it? I feel like the story was so far-fetched that that's why I feel like she was a lot more involved than she's coming off. So her reasoning is that Patrick was like, well, I'm going to be the first person that they look to. And honestly, if it, I mean, I was was just about to change what I was going to say. I was going to say, if she didn't do it and she just stuck to her story like, yeah, I know him, but it wasn't any, you know, anything. We're just business partners. They probably still would not have like had any evidence to like charge her or charge Patrick if she just kept quiet. But unless she wanted to flip it on him before it got pinned on her, which is where my mind went, which is what she did. Like, you know, the first one to the rat gets the best deal. So Right. And that's what I was thinking was that, you know, they were, I don't know, they were both involved. But like you said, she pointed her finger before he could point hers. That's a good point, though, Holly, when you said um, all those times she did it, if he really wanted it to be done with her hands, one day he just then uses the bat and it's kind of messy. It is a little weird that he would be so patient to try to get her to do it and then suddenly just go like crazy with a bat. So that is an interesting point. I also wonder now this is from watching like Bones and Law and Order and all those things. But can't you can't 
people tell, like forensic people tell, like how hard someone was, oh, they burned her body. Yeah, they didn't have a skull. Never mind. I was going to say, see how hard to be able to tell if she was like hit by a man or woman. But I guess they didn't have that evidence. So another thing that people found weird to like support the crystal maybe had more to do with it story is the whole, and I kind of touched on it, the whole blindfolded candle story. Sounds like something a woman would make up, not something a guy would think of to do himself. You know what? I didn't even think of that when I was listening to you say that. I didn't even think, oh, Crystal came up with that far-fetched story. I didn't even think of that. Because that's right. You would never do something like that with me. <laughs> like, you would never. Yeah. Like, Ryan wouldn't think. I mean, maybe something <laughs> else that's nice and romantic, but not a smelling no. candle game. Yeah, he would never do that. I mean, maybe he might do, let me blindfold you and let's, like, eat weird foods and you guess what it is i feel like you would do that i don't think i'd do that really i think i'd probably fart in a jar and make you smell it that's disgusting instead of candles i can't believe you just said that smelling the candles to try to guess what they are is not even romantic i'd be like why are we doing this and like you said it's thanksgiving like that's not even really blindfold me because i have a surprise for you okay yes but a smelling candle game before thanksgiving i'm like you i'd be like are you high? What is happening here? I don't want to do this. <laughs> so was this a, this was the story that Crystal said he did? Come sit down, Ryan. He can't hear you. I don't care. Come sit down. He can read my lips. Come sit down. Hold on. I'll have him come talk to you for a second. Hello. 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 <laughs> what? Hello there. Crystal or Patrick do it? Did Crystal or Patrick do it? I don't know who that is. He didn't listen to it. Did Crystal or Patrick do it? Pick one. Oh, I've got to pick one? Um, yeah, definitely Crystal. Bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, does video game cause oh. violence? They're not there yet. Uh, no. <clears throat> There's actually literature on this, and it's overwhelmingly no. Have you actually read it? Have yes. you read it? No, I wouldn't say I've read every piece of literature ever on that, but I've read overarching uh, meta-analysis on it, yeah. So you read a Facebook? Yeah, it was a meme. That, it was a meme that I made. <laughs> Scientifically <laughs> proven. Scientifically proven. In, in Blue Ridge. Sounds like something you do. Okay. <laughs> Amongst my peers. Fa- I fact-checked it myself. <laughs> yeah, peer-reviewed. Yeah. I mean... It, Someone may have used it as an excuse, but overwhelmingly, I mean, no, there's no reason to think if you played a video game, it's going to make you behave in some manner unless you already have sociopathic some abnormalities going on. I don't think it may, maybe it would spark it in someone that's already crazy. I don't know. In the otherwise he- mentally stable population, I would say no. Am I wrong? I feel like you disagree with me. <laughs> I do not disagree. I don't think it causes it, but do you think that all the violence that children are subjected to makes them desensitized to violence in the world. I would say that's a parenting problem. Little children probably shouldn't be exposed to very violent <laughs> video games. But teenagers and... Um, I don't know. I mean, there's maturity ratings at some point, so the parent should be able to decide if your child is capable of intaking that information, whether it's a book or a movie or I a game. I get into starting this conversation. Because we weren't there we weren't, but that's because Ryan's probably going to walk away like, oh, I'm too busy to fix the podcast. 
I want to eat some dinner and shower and go to bed. I got to be up at five o'clock. Yeah, so do we. Ugh, I hate it for y'all. <laughs> y'all having fun? Yeah. Does it look like <laughs> Megan's silent, so I don't know. I've... She's not normally. No, this is the quietest she's been oh. all. It really is. Sorry if I said something wrong. You offended all. <laughs> she's offended. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Definitely not a fan. Well, I'm glad I could throw my two cents in there. I will uh, compile the, the literature that I have available to me to present next time. I'll be ready. I'll have my PowerPoint and everything. He's going to send his memes in the group text is what he means. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Actually, Thanks for breaking that down for me, babe. I play violent video games. I'm fine. Yeah, I played all the video games. That's my, up for debate. <clears throat> so my dad let me watch Chucky and the Exorcist when I was about five. He shoved me down between the bed and told me Chucky was going to get me when I was like six, and that was the last time I ever slept in the bed with him. That was his master plan. I had three older brothers and was exposed to a lot at a way early age. Might be why I'm twisted, but I'm not a serial killer. I was like... <laughs> why is this huge thing in my face? They can't see it's my a, pretty face. Jesus oh, Christ, sorry. what is this? sorry, babe. It's a freaking paddle. What is it? A it's ping a pong, pong paddle? Ping pong paddle. What? Adam said something. What do you say? So we need to be able to hear you, not see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so are you going to like crop it and put it then so I can be in it? This is not where we were at in the conversation. Yeah, you're going to have to piece it in. We jumped ahead in the conversation. Or we'll just end the conversation we're having and just start. <laughs> I feel like there's more we could say about Crystal and Patrick. Well, not anymore. You ruined that conversation. We're yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We're on Ryan deal time. <laughs> <laughs> well, if y'all need my two cents on anything, let me know. All right. So that was Ryan. He just got back from the gym and I was cooking dinner, so he will not be on the rest of the episode. But since they already kind of touched on our other topic of do we think that video games and such can cause violence? Let's hear what y'all's opinions on that are, because I feel like it's a pretty, I won't say controversial, but kind of people believe strongly one way or another. So let's see what y'all have to say. Oh, Megan. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, Holly was saying the question should really be, does it desensitize? Which I agree, but I was saying uh, me and you, when we're always listening to these other murder podcasts or true crime they're always saying oh well it's because he played violent video games or oh it's because he listened to like a band like metallica or heavy metal or something and i of course disagree because all of the other people that listen to those things don't go out and do the same heinous act however i could see what holly's saying about desensitization but i don't know if it's in video games because it just doesn't look real. Like I actually listen to true crime and my sister always gets confused. Cause she's like, how can you listen to that? And then she'll like send me something. Cause she will be into true crime, but not like as lengthy as me. Like I can listen to it all day, but then she'll send me something. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't look at that. And I'm like, it's different looking at it. I can play grand theft auto or God of war and rip people apart. But I can't, it does not look the same. Even when the graphics are really, really good, if I saw a real human, I can barely even look at roadkill without like grimacing or looking away. So it's totally different than taking an actual human's life. So I I disagree with when people say that. Yeah, I don't think it causes it. Like if people are trying to use the argument that it causes it, I don't see how anyone could win that argument in court. 
because like what Megan said, there's plenty of other people who do the same thing and they're not. So like Ryan had a good point that obviously they're already have something going on in their head that maybe they do play video games as an outlet, but it's not their cause for being mentally ill is not because of video games and stuff. Do I think there are so many instances where we're desensitized because we are around violence all the time? Literally every movie there's violence. (laughs) Like I feel like some, like so many movies there's violence, like even toys. Like I, I agree because the internet to me is worse than video games. Yes. People were looking at the ISIS beheadings. I was so disturbed that people were casually looking that up. To me, it's the internet's like the worst thing because people can go on those weird sites. Um, I had a friend tell me he was at people's house and they were watching like weird snub videos and he left ASAP because he was like, what is this? Um, I think it's the real images of violence on the internet that desensitize people because when those beheadings came out and everybody was like, oh my God, and they were going online to see them, I was like, what is wrong with people? It really disturbed me that just, I mean, and it was like girls who were like makeup, like just people you wouldn't think like wanting to see that stuff. And um, there's a podcast that was talking about like how everybody, even if you're not murdering or whatever, have this weird kind of dark curiosity to see things like that. I do not like it. That is, that is very, very disturbing. But I feel like when the internet really got vast, um, that's when people started searching and kind of going into that curiosity. So for people who kill a lot of the times, if they're pedophile or a murderer, they start looking that stuff up on the web. They start watching child pornography, like get this out in my video game. They usually go to a darker place than that. Right. There's so much violence out there that I feel like we're just surrounded by it that we may think that it causes it, but people who already have like a mental illness, they go to these other outlets. So another good point, all of this for the people of the the accusers of music and video games, people been killing since before TV. So they need to chill. And you mentioned like, um, music and video games and ryan does listen to metallica and slayer and plays video games let that sink in so let that sink in hey, but i wonder if patrick played video games and all those things too because i bet you kelsey didn't think anything was bad so something that we watched in sociology in like high school was this video on violence in the media and stuff and how it correlates or whatever. And then one thing that I remember them talking about was how producers or directors or whoever does it, like in a scary movie or in any movie, you'll see a woman like about to get killed or in some heightened violent situation and she'll be half naked so people are correlating like sexual like sexualization and violence and like that could do something every friday the 13th movie as soon as somebody gets naked you know they're about to die like oh they're trying to smash dead and not today bud not today it's interesting though because 
when you hear true crime, a lot of the time, the killer who's associating, who's angry at women or raping them, doing violent sexual crimes, it's from their family history. It's from their dad doing something weird. It's from molestation. It's from being introduced to some dark form of porn. It's interesting that when they do something and they pull that out, the video game or the music, it's that's hardly ever actually the case. Those people aren't even, a lot of the times those people are being creepers, like I said, on the dark web and like stalking their victims and looking up things like that. I've never heard of a killer just like playing tons of Call of Duty. I think that's just like thing that so happens to happen because maybe it's a young boy or a man and they are playing that. But most of the brutal crimes that and the notorious serial killers, that's not what they were doing when they started killing. It's usually some dark porno. And also like the Metallica thing was in the West Memphis 3. And they're not even the ones who like blamed Metallica. It was the cops because they were like, no, that's not like what they're saying. They didn't make me kill anybody because I didn't kill anybody. And they didn't tell me to kill anybody. But the innocent. (laughs) Yeah. But the Slayer people, they did blame Slayer, (laughs) you know, like took their lyrics and made satanic virgin sacrifices or whatever. And I guess there was a lyric in a Slayer song that mentioned that, but still not their fault. Yeah. And that's their, that's their interpretation of the lyric. And if they wanted to take lyrics and turn it into something dark, then that's on. Adam, can you shut up? That's the best thing I've heard today. (laughs) You were like banging around down there causing a ruckus. I'm I'm not doing anything. You're moving. If you're banging around down there. <laughs> banging around. I'm not doing anything. If you could we can quiet see you. down. <laughs> if you think you're getting away with something. <laughs> you can see me. I'm not, I haven't done anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, babe, you have oh. to have some... Oh, Megan's got input. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Let's say the Slenderman case with the girls. So did they use the fantasy of Slender Man to commit a crime? Yes, they did. But because someone used something as their excuse or platform to commit a crime, it doesn't mean it's the material that's out there. And to Ryan's point, it's kind of like where the parents, because those girls were like 13, they're young and they're on the internet looking up all that really, really dark stuff. So I can see maybe a very, very, very young mind like that maybe becoming a little more susceptible to things, but there still has to be something dark in there that's not in me. (laughs) And we've been saying mental illness, but I don't even want to say mental ill. I don't even want to lump it into that because then there's people with mental illness that it's, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's it's darker than there's plenty of forms, like kind of like when you hear, oh, she was killing and she had such and such personality disorder. But then there's also people with that personality disorder that never kill and that doesn't cause them to kill either. So uh, you said, what'd you say? <laughs> Slayer Metallica. Oh, yeah, the, 
it wasn't the kids that said, oh, I listen to Metallica, so I had to kill these people. I feel like it's similar to video games. It's always like these old 60-year-old boomers that were like, oh, he was playing that Vigi game. That's what caused him to go kill somebody. It's because they're ignorant. <laughs> and it's something they don't know before. <laughs> They've never seen it. Right? The kids wasn't like, the Call of Duty made me do it. No, it was some greasy old lawyer that was like, oh, it must have been those video games. Trying to make a buck. How did you say video games the first? Vigi games? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was great. Okay. Yeah, and in the Metallica case, it literally was the older, it was the police. They are like, because it's in like small town Arkansas. Arkansas, right, Megan? But yeah, it was like the old police people in small town Arkansas that are like, (gasps) like satanic panic, rock music. Kit, they're wearing all black. Satanic panic? Is that what you just That's said? a thing. That's like what Sounds it's awesome. known as. That should be a music festival. I'd go to it. <laughs> Probably. Is. The satanic panic. <laughs> you got his satanic panic t shirt. Yeah, it's like Bonnaroo 2.0. Yeah. Um, and Megan's like rolling her eyes. <laughs> She's like, you're so stupid. Um, yeah, so they're like, gotta blame it on these kids. His name's freaking Damien. Damien's like demon. Demon's like the devil. It's definitely them. So it's like this whole, I mean, the whole thing is I'll, I will cover the West Memphis 3 case and have Megan as my co host so that she can corroborate. It's called. Co- corroborate. <laughs> grasping at straws when you don't have a case correct that's what it is i do think that but um before you got back on we were talking about um desensitize do you think it desensitizes people but i think you kind of answered that when you said the age uh age people are introducing this these things to their um children yeah so i think if you were to take 2022 environment and you were to rank order impacts on your personality um, video games would be very low (laughs) compared to other things that could be happening in your life like it's such a minor issue compared to other bigger things that could be going on in people's lives that would actually have a bigger impact on their behavior and is it like he mentioned i don't know if he mentioned to you or if he mentioned it to me like is it the anti-social people who are living in their parents basement and don't see the light of day and all they do is spend their time immersed in these video games or is the people who casually play until 2 a.m. like Ryan and then still get up for work like a normal I mean, person? As far as hobbies go and entertainment, like video games are probably as good or if, for whatever benefit may be out of them as anything. I mean, just mindlessly watching TV or whatever other form of entertainment. I don't see how it's much worse for a mature person to partake in that activity. Holly? Uh, what was the question? Sorry. Oh, no, I got something to say. I got something to say. I know I'm the only nerd here that plays games. I play video Okay, Call of Duty is not going to make you kill anybody. The game that will make you want to kill somebody was the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Battletoads because they were unfreaking believably hard. You could never beat them. That would okay. make you want to kill somebody. Talking about Gamer Rage, which I think. I mean, it's... It's like Roid Rage. I've thrown a controller. I, I think... People who kill, first of all, anytime we're hearing, listening, trying to understand, and we're, we're like, we can't understand it. I don't get why they did it. It's because we will never be able to, because we don't think like that. If we were able to understand why, if we could justify why they did it, there would probably be something <clears throat> about us. So I just feel like those people have urges, just like any type of urge or affliction. And they go search for it. And when they're going to search for those urges, it's not 
on a game console. It's usually on the dark web. And I think they look for what they're, they want to find. It's just a, it's just an urge that's already, whether they had a really messed up childhood or some chemical imbalance or born a sociopath, something was off in the beginning. So maybe if anything, maybe a game is good because maybe it holds off that urge longer if they're getting something out of that. If they're getting anything out of a video game, it could be potentially holding that urge off longer. In my opinion, it could be like a positive thing because it's not going to make them want to kill anymore. If you want to kill, you're going to kill. Are we talking serial killer or just like demented people? Because there's a lot of people that have or killed like somebody that's shooter not like... Or... So we are talking like the, I mean, because there's a lot of the murders that general. are passions, of, or what is it? A crime, crime of passion. passion and all that stuff. So that wouldn't necessarily be lumped into the same category of some psychopath, would it? No? Maybe? I think anyone who murders is evil. Like, I don't know if you can, like, rate that. Uh, like, what about defense? So you think there's no murder that could ever be justifiable? Or I guess murder is the wrong word. If you took a life, is there any justification ever for that? Murder is one thing. If you're self-defense, that's something else. I heard something the other too, and I don't know if it's accurate, but it was like some ridiculously high percentage of all, um, I think it was murders, like 40 or 50%, either the victim or the killer was intoxicated. Fun fact. So like if no one was ever drunk, like half of murders would go away. And this is where prohibition came from. (laughs) Maybe, but it obviously didn't work. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to add on do video games or music or Friday the 13th make you violent in any way, I guess? Friday the 13th. Well, that's what Ryan mentioned. So, but like any movie, horror movie, whatever. I don't think it's a causal relation. That's my straightforward, non-complex answer. Anybody else? I agree with Ryan. Holly, anything to add? No. I mean, I don't think you can say it causes it. I feel like, is there so much evil in the world and so much violence that, I don't know. I don't I don't think it causes it. I feel like maybe people are desensitized to it because it's around all the time. And that's really sad to think about, that we're around violence all the time. So when we hear a story, it's just like another story. I mean, I think that's terrible. So so I'd like to pose a question. But do I think video games cause murders? No. My question would be, is violent crime actually as prominent as we think relative to the growing population, right? So murders per whatever, 10,000 people. Is that a true statement? Math problem. Well, I'm just saying we're saying it's all around us, but has it really gotten any worse? Or has it gotten better? It's just so easily to see it all, right? Because the technological boom, you can know about every murder ever all the time. Yeah, so we're hearing about it all the time. I don't think... So is it the information of the murder or is society getting worse violently? I mean, I I think it's the information because sometimes people do say, oh, it's gotten so bad. And then you think about the Roman arenas and things like that where it's public and it's awful So I don't know. I think sometimes it's because like I have that citizens app where I can literally get a notification anytime a crime happens around me. Um, So I think it's just the exposure and the technology we have today makes it seem worse. I don't know if we could 
quantify if it really was or not, because before it probably wasn't even as widely reported, especially before the age of technology. Yeah, I don't even know if we can have the answer to that, because like in our parents and grandparents generation, like they weren't getting that information all the time. Like you would hear a story here and there, but they, like y'all said, like the internet wasn't a thing. So they weren't hearing about it all the time. I mean, I feel like we could be able to tell if you just look at like crime rates and if they're going down and if you whatnot. <clears throat> If you trust FBI crime statistics, I don't know how long they've been tracking. But, I mean, if you believe their statistics, they track that stuff, right? You would think somebody's got to have tracked all the murders across the country the last 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, something. I mean, that's how they know that, like, in the summertime, crimes go up because people are hot and agitated and yada, yada, yada. And then... That's true. I thought it was just when it was rainy and gloomy. That's why you go to Seattle to kill people. That's what I learned in sociology. I don't know. California to not turn your life around. Correct. Hippies in their video games. So, I mean, I don't know. Because, again, I don't know if, even if the crime rates are going down, you're still, they're still going to report on any crimes. So that's still what you hear. But I personally believe it's, it's always been pretty bad. I do agree that the reporting of it is kind of overwhelming sometimes. Anybody else have any comments? I won't open another can of worms. So open those cans of worms, babe. Well, I opened that one because I'm pretty sure the FBI st- crime statistics of violent crime is tri- has been trending down the last 10 or so years. I Why don't you up so we have real stuff? Well, I mean, I'm not the tech guy that's just sitting here with my computer like Joe Rogan has to look stuff up. I just walked in. I'm sweaty. You know, I need to take a shower. Get me some okay. sweat. We all know you went to the gym. I heard about it. It's 20 Jeez. million times. Just Hi. pumping some iron. Somebody, somebody can be a high five or something around here. <laughs> what do I gotta do? Give him a pat on the back. Yeah. Um, that he went to the gym. I told Holly, I was like, "Well, he went to the gym, so he won't be here." She said, "So call him, Facetime him." I'm like, "He's at the gym." She said, "But we can still talk to him. Just call." Him. I was like, "He's that. literally not. That's not podcast." And if we hear the as we hear the weights like slamming down. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, hold on, let me get one more set in. Yeah, pause. Uh, Ryan's point was just such a deep dive because I was talking about like way even before. I'm like way back, like I mentioned, the Coliseums and things. I mean, it was acceptable to kill publicly, like back in the day, the hangings, the Coliseum, all that stuff. You can mm-hmm. just, we can't even dive into that because that's a whole, like that could be a whole episode yeah you have to like draw a line in the sand somewhere or else we'll talk all night. um so we'll wrap it up for this week i think next week if we do one next week or if it ends up being the following week whichever one i think the next topic i want to discuss is false confessions does that sound interesting to you guys at all sure like why do people do it yeah like why would somebody make a false confession if they didn't do it i i feel like we've touched on that a little bit but sure we can have a discussion on that i just find it very interesting and i listened to an episode of dateline today and they were like this man made four false confessions but they didn't have any physical evidence connecting him to anything but they had it connecting to another guy and the jury could not get past the other four false the four false confessions there's literally no ever no evidence and they're like, I would never do that. I would never do that. But a lot of evidence shows that you probably would. 
Okay, well, I already have two things that I could say about that. Yeah, All me right. too. Let's just go ahead and jump in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> write them down so you don't forget, and we'll talk about it next week. I'm going to forget, Alexa. That's why I said write it down. Sticky notes. Put it in your phone notes. Hey, just tell me the story next podcast, and then hopefully it pops into my head again. Okay. Alrighty. So thank you everybody for listening. And if y'all want to let us know your thoughts on all these cases and then also on the violence in the media and games and all that stuff, what do you guys think? Is it desensitization? Is it an individual thing? Is it non-existent? Um, let us know on Instagram at Murder in the Mountains and come back on Tuesday for another episode of Murder in the Mountains. So that's it. All right. See ya. Bye.